This is the Ty Wilson Law Podcast, where we discuss the legal topics of Georgia workers' compensation, Georgia personal injury law, and other general topics to help educate about the law. This is for informational purposes only. We do not represent you until we have a written agreement to do so. Our goal is to provide helpful information and to educate listeners. If you have a specific question on a Georgia legal topic, feel free to contact us toll-free at 877-960-4585. Now, without further delay, here is Ty Wilson. So here's a question we get all the time. How much is a workers' compensation lawyer going to take from my settlement? Hello, my name is Ty Wilson. I'm a Georgia workers' compensation attorney practicing law in the state of Georgia. And our question today is, how much do the attorneys get paid who help represent the injured worker? Well, The short answer is it is what is called a contingency fee contract. And what that means is you do not pay any money up front. The attorney will obviously want to make sure that you have a valid claim that they're trying to pursue for you because if the attorney is not successful, the attorney gets absolutely nothing. And so it's important that they think that your claim qualifies as something worth pursuing. And if so, they'll ask you to sign a contract. Well, the contract says... If there's a recovery, the attorney is entitled to 25%. If the attorney has to fight to get your checks cut on, and when I say fight, I don't mean send a letter. I mean, if the attorney has to file a hearing, has to sit in a deposition, has to compose and draft discovery requests to go to the insurance company and the employer, and has to answer um, discovery requests that come from the insurance company and the employer, then have a hearing on the matter and get a decision in order to get your income benefits cut on or press them enough that they can get in a consent order to get your benefits cut on, they would be entitled to 25% of your weekly income benefits. That's not something that happens a lot, but that is a possibility and it's something you should know about. Now, in addition to the fees, there could be expenses. What, what expenses, right? Well, postage. There's a lot of stuff that goes out in the mail, uh, certified mail, to make sure people have received it, especially notice of the letter of representation and so forth. Mail to you, the client, notice of mediations, notice of depositions, uh, request for medical records. Those cost money as well. Those would all be expenses that would be separate from the attorney's fees. And so in our agreement, we will provide, and, and everybody should, an itemization of every expense that has been expensed on the file and that we're seeking reimbursement for. And the board requires it as long as it's over $150, I believe. And so those are the cost and expenses. So the fees, 25%, and then any cost that's associated with that. And so hopefully that will answer your question as far as what the attorneys would receive if there is a resolution on a case. Now, if there is a resolution on a case, there will be paperwork that breaks down exactly what those amounts are to you and to your attorney. You want to calculate it, just double check it. It doesn't take a few seconds to do that. And then whenever the resolution ends the case, there will be two checks issued, one to you, the claimant, and then one to the attorney's office. And usually it's, they're both sent to the attorney so the attorney can monitor the days and make sure that there's no late penalties that need to be applied to it. 
And so that is how it usually unfolds. Now we had another question. How long will it take for me to get my money? Well, this is kind of a tricky question because they didn't say in what scenario. I'm going to presume that they have settled their case and they're curious as to how much the attorney is going to get paid and when they're going to get paid. And so the reality is there's a couple of things that are beyond everyone's control. Um, what has to happen is there has to be a stipulation and settlement agreement drafted, usually by the defense attorney or the attorney for the employer insurer. They will submit that to the claimant's attorney. The claimant's attorney will then go over that, send that to the uh, claimant. They will need to go over the legal matters, whether the claimant's coming into the office, whether they're sending it to them via mail, can be handled many different ways. They need to go over the document, and then the claimant needs to sign off on the document. Some of the things need to be signed uh, in, in front of a notary. Some of them just need a signature. Then once that happens, the, attorney, the claimant's attorney also has to sign off on the stipulation settlement agreement, and that needs to then be sent to the uh, attorney for the employer insurer. They need to sign it, and then they file it with the Georgia State Board of Workers' Compensation. However, the stipulation settlement agreement, well, that's not the only document that's usually attached to a settlement. They usually also ask for resignation, and they usually ask for a general release to be signed. So what is that, and what, how does that affect my claim? Well, the general release really is not related to the workers' compensation claim at all, but what it does say is that you release any and all legal liability from the employer and the insurance company moving forward. What they're kind of saying is, we're gonna settle this case. We're gonna pay you a lump sum, whatever that amount is, and you're gonna go your way, and we're gonna go ours, and we're never gonna cross paths again and we don't want to uh, get a lawsuit the next day after the workers' comp claim settled for some sort of employment discrimination and so forth. So that's why they get that signed. If you don't sign the release, a lot of times uh, they won't file the um, settlement document for the workers' compensation claim. So if you have a valid claim, before your workers' compensation claim comes to an end or conclusion, you do want to pursue whatever claim you might have. You want to speak to another attorney, you want to find out if you got a claim, because if you do, you don't want to waive that right in any type of release. And so that's something to consider. Another thing on the voluntary uh, resignation, a lot of times they say, well, hey, the, the employer already terminated me. Why, why am I having to sign this? This is ridiculous. Well, they do it so they have written proof uh, that they will not need to pay unemployment benefits. And another reason, like I said, you go your way, we go ours. They don't want to have to be connected through unemployment or anything along those lines. We hope this information has been helpful and we'll see you on the next video. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This has been the Ty Wilson Law Podcast. If you have any specific questions on Georgia law or would like to obtain any of Ty's books or special reports on the topics of purchasing auto insurance, handling car wrecks, or Georgia work injuries, call us today toll free at 877 nine six zero four five eight five